Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldrum and today I'm speaking with Ben McEachin from the Hope 103.2 radio coming out of Sydney, Australia. And we're talking around evangelism as touch points. So welcome to you, Ben. Tina, thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you along and uh, actually you're on the other end of the microphone today. So this is going to be a little bit of fun. How is the weather there in Sydney? Yeah, we're doing all right, although I actually haven't been outside today, so it's early afternoon, but I got here uh, like around six in the morning, so I've just been looking out the window and hearing weather reports, so I understand it's very nice outside. I just haven't really left this studio for like the last six hours or so. <laughs> right, such is the nature of your work. So, Ben, you uh, have this morning show, and the goal is to try and, you know, share God through current affairs and what's going on and, and hoping that that really lands with people that, you know, many of them aren't aren't following Christ or, you know, they're just kind of maybe a little bit spiritual out there. I understand that you're a little bit sceptical of how effective what you do is uh having out there. Tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of scepticism shifted. Um, yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Hope 103.2 is the Christian station here in Sydney and people listening are followers of Jesus and people are not as well. And, you know, you get people playing it in their house or in their car or in their workplace, wherever it might be. So as you just said, Tina, a lot of what we do is touch points or breadcrumbs effectively of experiences of God and Jesus through all kinds of stuff, uh, news, current affairs, interviews, whatever it might be. It's not a talk show that I do, but I do talk within it in between various songs. It's more of a music format that we've got here. What I was skeptical about, Tina, before I joined Hope was, sure, it's a Christian station and, you know, I can support that and that's a good thing to have. But come on, do people really, really get impacted by the love of God in Jesus through a radio station, particularly one that has moments of teaching, has moments of straight up evangelism of of witnessing of altar call is too strong but there's some pointed mini sermons throughout the day at various points but that's not the bulk of the content so my skepticism was people listening to hope whether that's in the background or in the foreground how much of a dent can that make for god's kingdom particularly how much of a dent can it make in someone's life in their faith in there giving their life to Jesus. And my skepticism changed, Tina. <laughs> uh, we have appeals here on a regular basis. This is a ministry like plenty of others that relies on the support of those who want to support it, giving of their own, what God's given to them and them giving to hope. They're entrusting hope with that, which is amazing. And often we have people calling during that time as they're giving, they explain why. And my skepticism was smashed when people started saying, just everyday people from across Sydney and beyond, saying that they love hope for many reasons, including 
It's either helped their faith, strengthened their faith, or some people have said they have found faith in Jesus Christ through listening to hope. The power of the Spirit somehow worked in them and they gave their life to Jesus. My skepticism has changed, Tina, as a result of hearing from people who have heard of God, of Jesus through hope. Yeah, and I I love that because for those that are listening, Ben and I had a little bit of a chat before we recorded and we're talking about the power of touch points. And I guess, Ben, that's what you're saying is that through people just having moments of crashing into the radio station and hearing a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that, that all of that, the accumulative effect, I guess, is moving people closer to God or, in fact, to having a very real experience and relationship with him. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, and that's the theory, at least of this Christian radio station. I actually haven't worked at other ones, but I imagine plenty of other ones are trying to do exactly the same thing. Some of it, the long game, like what Hope is trying to play. Others might be more the short, as in they might try to go uh, more frequently uh, with greater detail and greater length of time devoted to more explicitly, for want of a better expression, Christian content, uh, particularly the call on people's life of Jesus, let alone how it affects someone's life. But yes, the longer game that Hope is playing is trying to share various experiences of God, and that's either with people that we interview or the stories that we cover or whatever, or even our reflections upon the world. And the prayer is that through that, you might sow into someone's faith journey, but sort of different to a church, let's say, where it's just way more wall-to-wall, constantly Bible Jesus God. We're not as constant as that. But yeah, as we're already indicating, it is possible, we, and, and and this is coming from someone who's very skeptical of this, <laughs> but it is possible to sow into the faith journey of people wherever they're at by uh, trying to look for a better word than normalizing. Like God's already normal, but you can normalize through media, even conversation about God and Jesus, and that can help people to accept even the possibility that you might want to talk more and consider more about God and Jesus. But it's definitely a longer game that hope is playing when it comes to evangelism. Yeah, and and I love that, Ben, because I myself personally as a follower of Christ, I am trying to play that longer game. Like I have given up personally (laughs) on the shorter game because if I play the shorter game with my friends, uh, they are no longer my friends, <laughs> you know, like I'm tr- <laughs> I'm trying to sow seeds. I'm trying to keep them on a journey. Uh, you just mentioned that there's ways that you can have conversations that I guess is continuing to add these touch points. So what's going on in your mind and what type of things do you, how do you phrase things up when you're thinking of people that you're bringing a- another touch point to? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I don't think I've got the most thought through approach this as in i think about it but when it comes to actually articulating it's quite difficult so we across our various shows across the day talk about all sorts of stuff and i try to be deliberately diverse in what i focus on even including things i'm not particularly interested in that could be like space exploration i don't really care about but people do and uh, i'm married but i'll talk about dating or singleness in terms of people who may be tuning in to hope 
that could be the situation they're in or they know someone that's in it and that sort of thing. And everything from interest rates to uh, there was a Nigerian pastor in the past couple of weeks who for some reason took a real rifle into his church service and using that as a sermon illustration, he was, a, he was actually arrested by the Nigerian police. So I try to talk about all sorts of things. <laughs> and as I do that, the way of framing it, I try to imagine people listening to me, because I know this is true, that they do follow Jesus and then some who don't. You know, there's two types of people in the world. And so trying to speak to them, but also be somewhat, not even somewhat, unapologetic about how I'm coming from a Christian standpoint. That can be explicit sometimes as really like Jesus said this or the Bible said this or I believe because a Christian this or implicit. And that could be everything from there's a lot of outrage culture, as we all know. You can respond to outrage culture in all sorts of ways, including with outrage. And without trying to deny that there's reasons to be outraged, sometimes you can actually, even just with a few sentences, say, well, maybe we might want to reconsider how outraged we are about this. Maybe we should be more outraged about this than about what somebody did on some TV show when they did something, something. Like the the level of public discord, particularly on social media, you can quite easily just have a bit of a crack at every now and again without trying to ruin the whole thing because there's a lot about social media that's good and you can uphold. But where I'm trying to circle back to, Tina, is as you think through how you might reflect on something, it's often the framing is because you've often only got a minute and a half at most to discuss something, two or three sentences that puts what you hope is a perspective that can uphold the things of God and Jesus. And that may involve compassion, love, mercy, justice, whatever it might be. But you attempt to model to people listening, whether they know it or not, that you are coming from a perspective that I pray is informed by God and the things of God. Yeah, that's a great answer. So really what you're trying to do is bring your Christian values to bear in the conversation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that conversation will extend across all sorts of stuff and like around the whole world, cost of living pressures is just a constant that keeps bobbing up in all sorts of different directions and we'll touch on that at different times across the day and in different ways and with different people. But the through line is somehow being informed by our following of Jesus that that should cause us to speak differently or think differently, not necessarily in every single case, but, but many, I think there are many where it just should stand out as a point of difference and not even trying to be deliberately different. We just are different by the call of Jesus on our life and, and the, the example he sets and when we try to walk in his footsteps. I 100% agree with that. I mean, I think, Ben, that a Christian going about their life is actually becoming more black and white to society as time goes on. So as you're saying, just commenting on things, not deliberately trying to enforce a value, but just speaking at that from a Christian worldview is very, very different and becomes the salt and light in the conversation itself. Yeah, I think that's true. And actually, sometimes I am trying to be deliberate, Tina, as in I am trying to deliberately get across something. And I've been here almost two years and there's been some times where I've just got too preachy and and too, like, I'm actually talking down to you now. So I need to pull my head in a bit on that on that sort of thing. But there are other times where I really like the opportunity, even if it's in 30 seconds, to say something, let's say about God's word, 
And one thing you can say about God's word is it's God's word. So rather than trying to dive into all the ins and outs of what people may think about God's word, and you may not take it seriously, you may take it seriously, you might have questions about its validity, etc., etc. I'll come much more from the position of God's word says this, and just leave it at that. And I, I know there's, there's there's bigger questions that that sparks, and I don't mean to suggest I don't have questions about God's Word. All I'm trying to get at is here's an opportunity to witness in public to the authority and the majesty of God's Word, and you can do that in a sentence. And you can just do that simply by saying, God's Word says this, uh, rather than getting into all the other stuff that you could get into. And I find that uh, quite a... The idea is powerful that you could communicate that to people in Sydney and beyond. And hopefully someone might at very least consider that and they may totally disagree with me, but they might still be prompted to, I don't know, take a look at the Bible even more seriously, again, whether they question it or whether they don't. Yes, and I think the key is for me like hearing you say, Mm, I have to I have to remind myself not to get too preachy because I think even in a conversation, even if I take your principles to everyday people that I do life with that don't know Jesus, if I move out of that conversational space and make it too preachy or too let me tell you how it is, that's where I think people tune off. So do you think the conversational type of approach makes it better for people? Uh well, like for some people, I'm sure, and I, I, I'm with you. I, I, pref- I prefer that. I don't necessarily think everybody does. And a conversational approach can sometimes be too, or like, circle around it and not actually get to it, which is one of my issues. As much as being on radio is very helpful for getting to the point, and even in this interview, I know I can waffle on a bit and not necessarily get to the point, but when you're on radio, you've kind of got to get to it and tell people what is the thing I'm going to tell you, give a bit of information and get out. And so you can have a conversational tone, but it's not, it's not a conversation. It's a one-way conversation. Even though I'm providing company, I hope, to people through however they're listening and you're talking, trying to talk like this and like you are face-to-face, all those sorts of things that you try to do through radio and podcasts, um, even with all that in mind, it's not a conversation. So there is something about the conversational tone that I think appeals to people, but there are limitations to it as well. And in, in, through radio conversing, when it's not like this, where we're actually having a back and forth for some period of time, you you are limited to, well, I've only got a minute, minute and a half, as conversational as I want to sound. I can also sound glib or I can be just too light on or I could be too wishy-washy or just going for a joke or whatever it is and don't necessarily either get to the point or even say something of substance. And I don't think that everyone on radio has to say something of substance all the time. There's a place for entertainment. There's a place for... I don't know, like just something else is not substantial. But uh, it is a bit of a challenge that in the conversational approach, which I'm with you, I prefer that a danger can be that you don't actually say the thing. And particularly a harder word, it's difficult to say a harder word in a conversation um, unless you go straight at it. But then that can sometimes, you know, you probably found this, it sounds like with friends too, that as soon as you do that, boom, like it just clunks and <laughs> it's a big shift in gear and it d- derails what you're attempting to do, which is to discuss with somebody these incredible things. Yes, it's a bit of a dance to say the very least with people and <laughs> <laughs> understanding, you know, what to say and what not to say. So let's talk about this like in your own life because, you know, 
you've described to me as I'm not the raving evangelist, I'm not the ministry gift evangelist, so to speak, but you do like to connect with people in your world, in your own neighbourhood and, and share your faith. So how does this evangelism as touch points connect in your own personal world? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm a raving evangelist or any sort of type of evangelist, although people say that, don't they? But then as a follower of Christ, I totally, uh, I was going to say buy into, that's not even the right expression. I totally believe that we are called to share the good news, whoever we are as a follower of Christ. That's just given to us at Bible study last night, we were reading Matthew 13 and the parable of the soil and the, and the seed being sowed and into the sorts of soil that it can be sowed into. But one of the things we discussed is, as a follower of Jesus, it's just like it's not just incumbent upon us, but why would we not spread the good news that has so transformed us and you know transforms the world? So it's I'm an interesting kettle of fish, I think, because the job that I have, and particularly now, I've had roles in the past where I've been a Christian who's been writing and those two things have gone together. My background's in newspapers and magazines, not Christian ones, and then fast forward through Bible college and on the other side, I worked uh, particularly for a Christian uh, news and current affairs service called Eternity News as an editor and as a writer. But this is the first time I've been in radio full-time. I've done stuff in the past. Where I'm getting to, Tina, is so I am a Christian in a public space and it's like up front about this guy on this show between nine and midday every weekday in Sydney is a Christian and we'll talk about Christian things as well as other things. And so I might seem to people listening like I am an evangelist, like I'm this kind of super Christian sort of guy who will just talk to anybody about their faith and how great Jesus and God is. But that's actually not true. Uh, in, in terms of I find it very difficult with friends, family, local community in the school where my daughters go and with the parents and all that sort of stuff. But I am trying harder to do what you said, the long game, the touch points. I'm just trying to weave into conversation more than I used to. The fact that not just I follow Jesus, most people I know do. And it's very helpful when you say I work for a Christian radio station. Like that's you instantly, it'd be like when you describe what you do for a job to someone. Like <laughs> you're that someone can't avoid knowing that you follow Jesus. Mm. So that's cool. But when it comes to the actual sharing, I've realized a lot of people don't ask me about the substance of my faith or what difference it makes or that sort of thing. So I'm trying to find ways, like on radio, where you can talk about it from different angles, try to work out how can I weave this into conversation with friends, family, because I think it's important to them, but not doing it so much as where they're a project, but this is a relationship but it's a relationship I care about. And if I care so much about them as God does, which isn't actually possible because I can't, but you know, if I try to <laughs> in some way, then I think I then circle back to, I'm not a raving evangelist, but I should just be more of an evangelist. Yes. And I think that's the challenge for all of us. How do we weave our Christian faith into these everyday spaces with people so that there are touch points for them because I guess most of us would agree yeah why wouldn't you want to share the good news but if we have a model of I guess Ben if evangelism is not touch points if it's just this one-off I'm going to preach at you then I think that's one of the reasons why many believers don't want to say yes to the Great Commission if they have that mindset um, so I love this concept of touch points it takes the pressure off, don't you think? 
It does. It does. I think, though, we can be a bit too binary in all this where, and I, I do this too, where you think uh, you're preaching at someone, effectively, like if you imagine a friend or family member and I'm going to do some sort of sermon to you, I'm going to distill down what the gospel is all about. And here is creation and fall and sin and us and Jesus and resurrection and forgiveness and all this sort of thing, eternity. Like you try to picture doing that. It's so binary because most people will recoil from that kind of, it's, it's quite a, it's a caricature really. And then on the other end, like, oh, okay, well, I, I, I don't want to do that. So then I just won't do anything. And like, well, what? And so it's somewhere in between. And touch points also can sound a little bit like a get out of jail free card. We're like, oh, occasionally I'm going to mention, I guess at some point that, I don't know, I go to church, which is not a bad thing to say to people. It's just, it's more, isn't it, about being deliberate and about being uh, sincere and constant. And if this is my, if my identity is in Christ, then surely that identity will come through in what I do and what I say and with and, and pretty much with anybody. So I don't know exactly what that looks like for me or for you, but it, I don't think it does look like the sermon because that's not a kind of conversational natural way to interact. But it doesn't look like the opposite either. Just because, again, we're trying to avoid doing that, <laughs> then I'm going to, we should be avoiding doing that because then you don't do anything. So I love the touch points idea, but it, it challenges me personally because it's easier in radio because I get to do it every day from behind the microphone out in real life with real people trying to work out how do you get this concept of all these sorts of different facets of life, discussing them with people, sharing them with people, but doing that with some sort of deliberateness, but, but not in a manipulative way. All of that is the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm still wrestling with now after being at this for some time. Yeah, it, it's a big one because you want to be a person of integrity when it comes to touch points, yeah. meaning you don't want it to be manipulative, but you do want to be able to genuinely share how God is working in your own life. But it's when is the appropriate time to say what? to people, you know, these different content in conversations with people. Let me just ask that some of those people that have, you know, phoned in, what's the ones that you kind of remember and think, oh, that was shocking. That shocked me that actually <laughs> they even getting something out of what we do. Well, a, a common occurrence, and I, I imagine this is the case with other Christian radio stations and even some media outlets, but particularly ones that have music um many people pretty much every single time of a of an appeal that we have there are people multiple people that say at some moment they were driving or they're at home or whatever they were listening to the radio and a song came on an, an upfront christian song and there was something in the lyrics or particularly the lyrics not just the sound of it but particularly the lyrics that spoke to them at that point so through the radio through their headphones through the in the car and it, it had a like um not life-changing necessarily but it it definitely was for them at that point and felt this real connection with god through the spirit through this one song that just someone here at work programmed and then it turned up you know a day or two later and someone was driving home from the hospital after caring for a sick relative feeling just Ugh. and then this song came on so that's one of the examples of callers that come through to hope. And an another lady a few months ago in, in an appeal that we had, we got to speak with on air, and she said that she'd been a follower of Jesus 
for like two or three months, something like that. And I think a friend had recommended Hope to her and she started listening to Hope and it was through, I mean, it could have been some of our presenters, it, it could have been some of the ministry spots that are on, it could have been some of the ads that were on about various Christian organizations, but whatever it was, it introduced her to Jesus and she's now joined a church and, and, and she has given her life to Christ. But she anchors that in this radio station that I'm part of, which is just, I, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted that God would work like that. But, but, but I, I can't deny what this lady shared and where, and where she placed it. So that's quite um, uh, humbling and gratifying. And, and given we are a ministry supported by people's um, giving, it places trust in us and we need to have integrity and we need to like work well here with what we've been given, the resources we've been given to further glorify and celebrate God uh, across greater Sydney and, and beyond. If, if someone like this lady could meet Jesus through us, well, then we need to continue to do what we're doing and also strive to do it better than we have in the past, better insofar as quality. Yeah, I love that because the stories that you're sharing are applicable for all of us because I find, Ben, that what happens even with people in my own world, you know, that I'm reaching out to years later will say, do you remember when you said this? <laughs> you know, and it was just, it seems so incidental, just a little, just something like your um, callers, your listeners calling in saying, oh, there was a piece in that song that really spoke to me that led them more on that journey to Christ. It's the same for me. It's kind of like the reality, Ben, is that the Holy Spirit is at work through what we say and touching people's lives. I guess we can make the mistake of thinking that we need to actually quote the scripture specifically. I know not many you know, subscribe to that anymore, but you can think that you have to actually quote the scriptures for the Holy Spirit to somehow engage with those and speak to people. But it he really uses anything. He can use anything that we say and share with people um, to really pound that into their mind or their heart, so to speak. And we just don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um it's uh, yeah, it's interesting with the the job that we get to have here, where you know that you're being heard by who knows, I don't know exactly who, but um, lots of people might be listening in in all sorts of stages of life and going through who knows what, and uh, yeah, the possibility that God could use something that you say, and yeah, that's right, not even directly a Bible quote or an explicit Jesus reference, but something about the way you're speaking or. Reflecting on existence, um, wherever they are in the faith, Christian faith spectrum, it could really help them out. Uh, so that's that's a very uh, that's a cool thing about this sort of job, knowing that that's possible. And but like you had been talking about throughout this conversation, plenty of people, no matter what their job is or what their position in life is, for want of a better expression, can have that kind of impact and input into others anyway. It, because you could be speaking with people around a dinner party. You could be at some other birthday party where there's lots of people. You could be at church out the front saying something. Like You could be impacting one person or 100 or more than that, depending on what it is you're doing. But you're right. It's a very powerful thing to stop and think. It is possible that God, in the power of the Spirit, might actually be using something 
that I'm saying right now. So therefore, I should want to participate in that and be part of that, like throw myself into that, not overthink it, not not or not try to get away from it, or not just try to think, ah, yeah, whatever, uh, it'll be fine. Like you just, I think you want to be deliberate about it. But also, and I need to remind myself of this, I should also enjoy that too. Like that's a real blessing that God would use any of us <laughs> to share the good news of Jesus. <laughs> I still find it remarkable <laughs> that he could use me. It's just, <laughs> he's got a sense of humor, God. Yep, absolutely. This has been a great conversation. Evangelism has touch points. I mean, I'm just so excited. I'm so happy actually having the conversation with you that I feel even more fired up for those touch points with people in my own world. So in the show notes today, I'm going to drop all the information to stay connected with Hope 103.2 in Sydney. And Ben, this has been so much fun. We should do this again. But anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Oh, apart from I should have you back on my show on Hope Mornings again. You've been great, Tina. You've you've offered uh, a very uh, like this conversation uh, where we've tried to uh, share with people via Hope how you can speak with people about Jesus in your everyday life in 2022 or 2023, depending on what the year is when we're speaking. So you should come <laughs> back and do that sometime. I think we've basically covered it. There's more to say, but when it comes to touchstones and evangelism, I think a lot of us, myself included, we can get very bogged down in the big word evangelism, which it is, and the responsibility, which it is. But if there's ways in your own life that you can work out how God works through you or can work through you, that could be touch points. It could be something else. But surely what we're really talking about is how the way God has created you And in the circumstance and situations you find yourself, how can God work through you and how can you allow that in the spirit? How can you not block it? How can you shine the light of Jesus? That's pretty much what we've been talking about. And I know that's what you talk about constantly. So I just wanted to leave people with whether you're on radio or whether you're doing whatever it might be, you just think through and work with God about how he can use you and that's surely like half the battle from our side of things i think from our side of things and then as we've talked about god can do amazing stuff through us even when we don't think he can (laughs) absolutely i love it this has been so encouraging ben thank you so much for your time we'll see you again sometime you're welcome Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time.